Before we wander on into the episode, I just want to make sure that everyone goes out there and hits up the YouTube, check out the Spotify, check out Apple, wherever you're listening or watching to this ep- uh, podcast, is to go down, like it, subscribe, hit the bell if it's YouTube, make sure you're getting those reminders. We do put these out every week, um, so make sure you do to do all that. It helps us out, and in the long run, we can make better things. So again, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Like, that's not wide at all. Like, that's actually, that's that kind where you're, like, looking at it and, you know, you're like, eh, maybe I could jump it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 40 feet. Yeah, sure. Sure. No, but we can wander our way over because this is wandering ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? Clink! What's up, what's up, what's up? How we doing? Good, good. Welcome back to another Wandering Ways episode. Going to come out hot and fast this week on us um, because, you know, we've been lazy and didn't get didn't record a bunch of you guys. So this one's pretty, pretty, you know, it's coming out. We're recording this on Sunday. It's going to come out on Wednesday. So do the math. Three days. Yeah, that is. Well, let's hope I can get this uh, edited quickly, huh? <laughs> right, exactly. No, but we're glad you're back, our wanderers. You probably saw the title. You're in for a treat today. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna start right out with it with you because I don't, I don't know if we've discussed this yet. But do you know who can't clink no more? Can't clink no more. Yeah, you know, do our cheers at the beginning of the episode. You know, well, I mean, he doesn't do it anyway, but like he can't do it no more because his water bottle was stolen. Oh, Matt, buddy. <laughs> yeah, Matt, buddy, broken into downtown Portland. Uh, uh, well, he did leave his backpack out on like the floor of the passenger seat. It's like, dude, put it in the back seat where your windows are tinted. Yeah, you're supposed to hide it so like nothing's really like popping out. Um, no, but. Uh, I heard I heard he got his car broken into, and so then uh, I was in Portland this last weekend, and I was going to bring my bike to go on, like, a bike ride uh, on my, like, non-work kind of day. Right. I decided not to because I didn't want to leave it in the car. I don't blame you because it's kind of interesting because I was talking to my dad about that, and, and we're not going to wander too far with this episode of Wandering Ways today, but... He says kind of in an area like Portland, it is kind of the police aren't really policing those areas because of the activists pushing for like defund the police. You know, that same day there was uh, a coffee with a cop happening at a native indigenous coffee store in Portland. And some people came in and they vandalized the whole property and threw paint on a bunch of paintings and stuff and just kind of hurt a minority business, you know, that was trying to reach out and do a nice thing and say, hey, we're all in the same community. We all live together. Let's start finding these common goals, these common paths that we all want, you know. So Matt, buddy, I don't know if he was a part of the hate on natives, but uh, had to had to throw that out there. Let you guys know, get updated in his life. But no, what have you what have you been up to? I th- I heard you you've been just traveling a little bit, kind of getting places, getting going. No, Maybe. uh, no, not not a whole lot. Um, you know, I went up to went up to portland 
Um, that's really the only like fun travel I've done. I've done some work. Well, even this one was for work technically because I went to a conference. But instead of taking my bike, I decided to go on a little trail run. And uh, I went to good old Silver Falls. And, you know, Silver Falls never really disappoints. Well, I I like that park, you know. And it's a park that I've always gone to as like a kid because uh, my grandparents lived in Salem. It was always like one of those like day trips, easy to do places, you know, because there's something to do for all ages of the family at Silver Falls. There really is. It's a good state park to like for anyone to go. Well, and they have that swim area. They have the waterfalls. You walk under the waterfalls. It's pretty like hands-on in the sense that like, if you want to go swim underneath the waterfall, you can. It's really cold water, but you can do yeah. it. Yeah, no, you're right there. Um, I saw, I can't remember where, I saw I saw on Instagram. I saw it on Instagram, but I can't remember the account or anything. But I saw it was like, uh, who knew that Oregon had Iceland in it? And it was just a bunch of like videos of Silver Falls. <laughs> No, exactly. Well, you you get the like the whole experience. You get the small waterfalls. You get the big waterfalls. You get to walk underneath them. You get to go behind them. You can get up on top of them. You know, yeah. really, it's they're beautiful waterfalls. But like, makes me want to go to Iceland. I guess then after. Yeah, I think March is like the best time, honestly, to go to Silver Falls because there's a lot of water. So the waterfalls are really like raging and kind of powerful, and then it's typically greener. So uh, it's really, it's really kind of a cool kind of like color with it. I think last year I went on uh, Christmas Eve with Joe or Christmas Day with Joe. We went down there just to do a little quick hike in the morning. And then we went over to meet our family and it, it had snow. It's up actually in elevation high enough that they do get snow because it was kind of weird. Like Salem and the surrounding areas really didn't get have a lot of snow. But then you get up into the waterfall area and you're like, what yeah. the heck? And it's always an interesting drive to get to that area because this kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Kind of like this park I'm thinking about that we're talking about today. Yeah, 100%. No, if Silver Falls does, it's just like, all right, we're here <laughs> type, type of deal. Um, you don't realize how close it is to uh, Silverton, um, that little town. But well, no, 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 you are oh. right. Don't they do the mattress races in Sil Silverton? I think where they like you build basically like a, a derby car and you push it down a hill, but it's built out of like your mattress. I think Silverton does that. Maybe I I don't know if it so, does. Silver Falls or Silverton, one of those towns around that area. I know they they have one of those weird derby things like that. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, that seems like an area that has like some weird things that go on. Um, very like community based where it's like the whole town shows up for like this one event and it's like the thing they talk about it's like you know say it's in like may you know april comes around there be like the talk of the town well are you gonna enter in your uh your mattress again exactly no that's the thing that's the talk of the town that's where the first dates the first kisses happen all that fun good stuff at the oh 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent. but we're not here to talk about that we're going to get into the black canyon of the gunnison national park continuing our abc series you know with the wonderful reverend and ranger zach um and we're going to talk about a park that it's just fairly new oh he's got a postcard look at that guys I got a postcard for pretty much every park. I have that same one, though, because that's the, like, 
in the book here. The like hey. I have. That's the same picture. <laughs> it, it is. There's a fish in there. And we're just going to start off with the fact, the right fact. Did you know this park was founded in 1999? Yeah, right? No, it's a new park, which is what makes it so um so fascinating. And why I think why I think this is going to be a good little ABCs, uh, just little facts. Um, cause I don't think I really knew about this park like before today. I think I may have like seen the name, but it's like, I was like, ah, oh, okay, that's cool. I don't know where that is type deal. Um, well, it's an interesting spot because it's in that Southern Colorado, Southwestern Colorado corner, which is just a beautiful spot. And I've been blessed enough because we had a place in Chama, New Mexico, which was right on the new mexico colorado border so we spent a lot of time going up into colorado i didn't i don't think we ever really made it over the black canyon of the gunnison but we we're in those areas it is a beautiful area by the pictures it looks very familiar to some of the areas that like i've been around um and it also shows i think the reason i wanted to hit on the 1999 is the fact that like we can still make national parks. We can still make national monuments. We can set aside these public lands for future generations, you know? Um, it's also interesting too, they, you know, because this is kind of close to like where the Southern Utes uh, of the Colorado, of Colorado, where they live is close to this park. And, you know, it just, it goes to show that, you know, a lot of these parks have those, those histories of the, the first peoples actually living in them. And they did, they have uh the first peoples happy uh indigenous peoples day tomorrow by the way <laughs> oh thank you thank you for pointing that out no we do celebrate uh at gng we work harder on that day because not everyone knows it's indigenous peoples day so we got to work a little bit harder until that day comes you you're working isn't it like a um a recognized think, holiday well it, it, columbus day is right Oh, like is it is it still because it's they switched the name to Indigenous Peoples Day, or did they just add that on top of like Columbus Day type deal? A little, a little column A and a little column B, right? Because okay. it's like places like in Oregon, there they're flopping it, right? They're like, no, we're celebrating this instead of that. But you still have places that are, you know, like the U.S. Postal Service, they call it Columbus Day, and they take that day off, so. Okay. Oh, but you have some swapping. Okay, that's uh, that's kind of weird. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know why America Indigenous People's Day instead of Columbus Day. I don't want to celebrate a guy that uh, brought the clap back to uh, Europe. So, well, not only that, but he, he wasn't even like American. He was a Portuguese man, I believe. Who what that Spain sent? No, he was the Spanish man that Spain sent over. I, th I, I mean, I'll tell Portugal, you, I Portugal. don't really know a whole lot about old Columbus. He was an American, and to top it off, he didn't even land in, like, the United States. He hit, like, the, the like, Bahamas, you know, when you, they talk about it. And, like, when you look at American history, we didn't come from, essentially, like, Spain, Spain or Portugal or France, really. We came from the United Kingdom, you know, London, all those good places, like, they don't, like, he wasn't one of them. I don't know why we celebrate him. Like, we're just a bunch of fucking idiots in America, I guess. Someone really wanted a day off is really what it came down to. Honestly, and I'll take it off. Let's just call it Indigenous People's Day because there's Indigenous peoples everywhere. 
Yes, but going back to the Ute uh, people, they called Black Canyon of the Gunnison, I believe they called it Big Rocks, More Water um, early on. I think it's probably translated to English as Big Rocks, More Water. Um, but no, it's that's it, such a, uh, it's, you know, reading about it, because obviously I haven't been there, it's kind of, it seems very interesting. Um, you know, if I were to go and then, like, come back and review it, I'm willing to bet the awe factor on this park is pretty high. Oh, I think, I think it's one of those ones that, yes, you're saying the awe factor be high, and I think it would hit kind of a underrated list of like oh shit that was really cool i don't think it necessarily has the size you know because when i get into like the secrets of the of the national park uh book that i have they don't necessarily have a section dedicated to it they just have a little you know it's half a page and really yeah, i don't like, think it's very big i mean reading about it the canyon at times is only 40 feet wide like that's not wide at all like that's actually that's that kind where you're like looking at it and you know you're like eh, maybe I could jump it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 40 feet. Yeah, sure. Sure. No, but the big thing that they're talking about, the big thing I think that there's to go is a um it's called the painted wall. Yeah, uh I think I, I mean a lot of this park is kind of i mean so it's some of the oldest um oldest rock out there and so the painting yeah, right up there with it yeah the oldest rock they say up to two billion years which, um, is, wild. which is crazy and then the, yeah then you can get there you could drive that southern rim uh to get a good view of the painted wall which is also the highest cliff in colorado and it's about 2700 feet tall um, yeah uh it is not the deepest uh, canyon, though, in the United States. Um, that's the Grand Canyon? Actually, that's not even the deepest canyon in the United States. What uh, is the deepest canyon in the United States? Is it? Hell's Canyon in uh, Oregon, Idaho. Oh. Um, that is the deepest canyon in the United States. It's like 8,000 feet deep or something. Is it the Snake River that carves that one? Yeah, it's, I believe it's on the Snake River. Um, Interesting. Um, but here, talk going back to the painted wall, when you talk about cool, beautiful sites, and I know a place that you probably would like to see, coming from Sandy Snell Dorber, the ranger, this is a quote from a ranger, guys, meaning, it says, it looks like somebody hand-painted it. Oh, that'd be kind of cool to see. You know what I mean? Where, like, you get those, I mean, I've seen those sunsets out here in Montana all the time, where you get, like, it's like, no, if you painted that or took a picture, someone would be like, oh, you edited it or did something to it. Mm -hmm. I feel like you could get some of those experiences with the painted wall. And then if you could get like it on a nice cloud, like sunset or sunrise. Oh. Yeah, it would be, it would be interesting uh, to see it on like a sunset or, well, actually, I I'm going to be honest. I don't know. I don't think it would because this is actually a very dark park. Um I was reading in like some sections of it only get like I think it said like 30 minutes of sunset of uh, sunlight because of like how the canyon wall is positioned, how deep it is, the narrowness, and then 
So, I mean, I'm sure it's still a very pretty sunset, but depending on where you are, I bet it's not like that good of a, of a sunset. I think looking, I mean, I guess like here's like a picture for reference, kind of what I'm seeing is something like that where you're looking from it from afar. So if you get the beautiful sun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where, what, yeah, I think well, the I, colors of the canyon might help with that. I don't know. Yeah. But it, yeah, I'm reading here. You're right. It's a lot of them are just blacked out because it's just so narrow mm -hmm. and tight. And they say it drops about some of the places they go about 95 feet a mile is how quick it descends. Yeah, which is wild. I saw that too. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Yeah. Um, but in this park, because it is so dark, um, it does get that classification of like one of those, what's the night star, the dark, dark sky park um, classification. Oh, yeah. Well, just, I mean, just this part of the country, you know, you're kind of getting close to that four corners area. There's not a lot of people that live in this area of the U.S. either. So you're going to get into that dark sky. International oh. dark sky certification. That's what it is that's that's cool that's what we need to see i was who was i talking to there was somebody i was talking to um oh the colin this guy I, I we work with and he brought up that he went to big bend he did big bend i know that was kind of an abc we talked about last time well that's another international dark sky certified park well and he told me he goes the stars there and i said is it like underrated and he goes oh 110 percent." and i was just like oh we need to go mark yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i think here too so the black canyon of the gunnison see i i also think by looking at this park looking at the size looking at where it's located it would also have to maybe fall into one of our clusters yeah i do think it has i think this is one where you double up um, parks or triple up depending on the kind of but i don't know if you're necessarily just going for like this park no unless you're a local and you have the time to spend a couple days there that's what you're looking to do i mean i think we you and uh, i kayaking is pretty uh popular yeah I, I, what kind of kayaking like whitewater kayaking because like i don't want to like die uh, that's funny you should say that because the things I was reading about apparently, and I haven't gone to the actual National Parks website to verify this, but apparently if you go to like the National Parks website for Black Canyon of the Gunnison, they don't shy away from using the term death or risk of death. So like every activity they have, they put on there like uh, the death numbers and are like they mentioned death a lot so i i'm willing to bet it's a bit of a risky kayak but it says kayaking is popular it also says cross-country skiing is super popular oh i mean I'm, I'm reading here early early on uh there was a guy by the name abraham lincoln fellows and william f torrance uh they were the first people to run the entire entirety of the black hills canyon uh, traveling a sopping 33 miles in nine days. 33 miles in nine days. Wow, that's some sketchy terrain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they, uh, the men, they say the men hiked, bouldered, swam, and rafted down the river on an air mattress. Though an equally miserable and hair raising experience, their journey proved that an, ir an irrigation tunnel could be built. 
A six mile, 11 by 12 foot diversion tunnel was completed in 1909, thanks to the fearless efforts of these two men. Well, I'll be damned. Thank you. I don't know really how much I've benefited from the irrigation <laughs> tunnel, but you know what? I got to say thank you. <laughs> right. No, it's interesting. There's a lot of cool stuff. Um, it looks pretty. It, I don't think we'd be doing any canyoneering uh, in this park ourselves. <laughs> no. Be, to be honest, I don't know. I don't know what I would want to do um, if I went to this park um you know i think i think well for 100 percent would want to do like a hike um but i don't know if i would want to do something like you know trying to get down into it or maybe start in it or um just hit a viewpoint i don't really i don't honestly know what i would want to do in this park but I know they, I want to go to it. It's weird in that sense. No, it's, they, I, I, as I'm reading more and more, you know, they're talking about like there's the north side and the south side of the canyon. And it's about an 80 mile drive if you want to get, get from one side to the other. And um, that north side has kind of the access that those two men went down. And it, uh, they, they say the hiking is very strenuous if you take any of those trails. Um and you're hiking down and then you're hiking up, which is always the worst. I, I prefer the other way around. I rather hike up first and then down last. Um, yeah, that's always that's always a tough debate. Like, which one do you do first? Um, you know, I I don't know. I I don't know. Depends on like the day of like the trip I'm on. If it's early on in the trip, I might be okay going down first and then up later. Right. No, I. It, it depends <laughs> exactly because like you were saying this is this is how you schedule it into your trip it's not a large park i mean there's places to stay around there there's places to stay probably in the park um and and i know i'll, I'll dive into the national park website here myself because i'm starting to get kind of curious about what more that like the park itself has to offer other than just kind of the stuff around um Apparently, uh, the winter is also a good time to come here. There's a bunch of winter activities. You can probably snowmobile and cross-country ski, like you said. Uh, snow sh snowshoeing uh, is also fun. Um, and they also have elk. We have Rocky Mountain elk in this park. So they say be on the lookout for them. It's also home to uh, the fastest animal, uh, the peregrine falcon. Um they frequent the area, which would be kind of wild to see because I bet you, well, I, why it's so they're so popular there is because of the depth of it. So they can just freaking dive bomb into that canyon to get whatever they're trying to get. Well, and I'm sure like just what you're saying is I, those, those swells of air that canyons produce. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good point, too. Ah, man, I'm looking at that painted ball. I just saw a picture. It's beautiful. And then you have the, just all the, like, the narrowness to the canyon. It looks very tight. It looks cool. But, I mean, it also, like, if you could get, like, these high up views like you have from, like, the visitor centers and whatnot, from the easy, like, lookout areas like you have, it makes me want to go down into it. Yeah. Like, get involved It'd be interesting to see because it is so narrow to like see the other side of this 
this canyon and then the massive walls like right there you know which is so which is so opposite to like the grand canyon when you go to the grand canyon it's like so massive you're just like in awe of that and so i think this is like a different kind of awe that you get oh i think so i mean it's kind of crazy like like you're saying i'm on the i'm on the national park website right now and i'm looking at the just like you're saying like the death everything they say like you will die you don't <laughs> don't, don't drink from the spring water or some water is not available in the park bring make sure you're bringing water make sure you're doing this make sure you get the wilderness permits make sure you're you know oh and so the permits like from the north rim you're gonna you can put them in for 20 people five people or 15 people you know so they have uh and they're all limited it's huh. sketchy in that sense i think i think that's part you know you hit some of these parks with permits and part of the permits are more for safety rather oh yeah i bet i bet actually most of the time is for safety um why we have permits but i think this one is maybe this one is quite the thrill not gonna lie uh maybe this is a bit more of an adventurous side of uh going to all the national parks well i'm you know i should we do it i i want to go for sure <laughs> <laughs> i mean like the gunnison route right here okay it goes from the south rim visitor center and it's the first few switchbacks you'll come to science as wilderness per command an 80-foot chain is located about third way down uh, once you reach the river, now house campsites are located. It's only a 1.5 mile, uh, 1,800 feet drop. Only. <laughs> that, that spot. There's some other ones. One mile, uh, 1,900 feet drop. The Warner route is 2.7 miles with the 27, uh, 2,700 foot elevation drop. Yeah, it's just all all up and down that's what it all really is <laughs> but honestly like i could do a mile like that because it's really not that long it's a bitch to do yeah don't get me wrong it would be a bitch because it's a lot of up you're going straight up but i'd rather do a mile than six yeah i mean I would like to think you could do it. <laughs> I'm going to be real. You don't have the best track record. No, no. We just got to make sure we we plan well. But going back to animals here. So uh, your good friends, the yellow belly marmots, the ground squirrels, oh. the chipmunks, and the mountain cottontails are all there. Uh, funny story about the yellow bellied marmot. Um, <laughs> somebody recently like ate i think the liver of one or one of the organs of one of the mormots the yellow-bellied one and ended up getting the black plague oh good well that's also another sign that you those animals like you don't need to hunt squirrels and rabbits and those kind of you just don't no you, you really don't um but yeah, it's always interesting when the Black Plague pops up every once in a while because, you know, it was such a big deal, like, way back in the day. Um, but it still still hangs out, says, hey, I'm here. Right. <laughs> yeah, we had, that's what we had, the Yellow Belly Marmot. Uh, we had those at Pompey's Pillar, so I'm just kind of like, hmm, all right. 
I know. It, it, there's a lot where you're like, well, you wonder you wonder how they like prepared the organ if they just ate it like raw or something. You know, there's there's maybe maybe they did. I don't know. I just know they ate one of the organs of a yellow belly marmot, and then uh, they ended up getting the black plague which makes you worried about those crazy guys that do that show alone where they're just shooting and killing squirrels to like feed themselves <laughs> yeah i'm not about see i'm not about small game like that like i feel like you know you need to get into the the bigger a little you know the, the more of the herd animals you know like the deer the elk well 100 percent. that's a way better to go but you know on that show they're trying to survive so they're like uh, yeah. i want to eat anything i can yeah i just i we'll, we gotta be we'll be better if we ever get on a show like that but no no got, i'm never i'm not going on that first off that's great the greatest tv that is out there because these people are already a little weird to like begin with and then they go and they're by themselves filming themselves and they just keep getting weirder and weirder as time goes on and that is just absolute makes for fantastic tv oh i so does i mean i like the first peoples that the up in alaska show that uh, disney plus just came out with this year it's about the native people and how they're living their way of life because there's a, a father's son they live out on like oh, the aleutian islands basically and uh, they're closer to russia than alaska even kind of where they're at and they like you can tell kind of exactly what you're saying yeah sure they have a film crew there but yeah. they're like oh yeah let's like say that around this guy because like he's new or he's different you know what i mean like let's be a little weirder today yeah they're they're just when people are by themselves like people you get weird i don't care like the most normal person if you're by yourself for long enough you'll get weird and so if you start off a little weird you just get better. Yeah, no, it's good. And that, I mean, that's why some people, honestly, they do watch it, you know, <laughs> like. Uh, it's fantastic. Fantastic TV. No, it, it, it is. It's good TV. It makes for good stuff. It makes for fun. I, you know, they need to do, they need to do more of that stuff because I think you get like true people. <laughs> Yeah, maybe they should go to Black Canyon of the Gunnison, see if, uh, although that'd probably be a liability because uh, of all the death that is surrounded um, by this park. It's not called Black because of death. It's called Black because of the lack of sunlight. Um, so even though there's a lot of death, we talk a lot about death. It's more because of the sunlight. I, you know, and I'm getting excited here too because i'm starting to read a little bit ahead and i'm seeing the fishing i like the fishing and they call it a gold metal water and wild trout water and yeah which that has to do with like the sustainability and like the size of the trout that comes out of it you should read um or not read uh watch the show artificial a-r-t-i-f-i-s-h-a-l patagonia put it out and it is about the salmon on there out by you out there on the Pacific coast uh, and hatchery fish essentially and how hatcheries are ruining the DNA of salmon and how that actually doesn't help the river. It actually harms the river. 
where the wild trout, the wild fish like this in places like this actually are what heal the river. That's why uh, um, I believe you're not allowed to catch and you're not allowed to keep the wild um, Chinooks if you catch one there on the Columbia. Well, you good. That's and really you know, you know, they're not wild because they'll have a fin that's clipped. Um, if they're wild, they will still have the fin. If they're hatchery, they'll be clipped. Oh, that's good to know. No, they even they give you regulations here on the fish you can keep in this uh, park. Um, right here, it's uh, you can only use artificial flies or lures, no bait. All rainbow trout are catch and release. You can catch four brown trout a day. You can only possess eight of them. You need that Colorado fishing license. And fishing is prohibited within that first 200 yards of the crystal dam. Oh, yeah. fun. Good to know. Another wonderful activity that you can do in the Black Canyon of Gunnison. And uh, probably pretty risky still. <laughs> well, you know, I was down fishing one time on a canyon uh, over in New Mexico, kind of by Huron Lake there. And my dad, uh, he hooked me in the back of the head. So, yeah, it's very dangerous when you're fishing in canyons. Yeah, exactly. So I was kind of thinking of getting into sport fishing again, but I feel like I need a good quality net. Well, you know what, Reverend, I got the key solution for you. You know, our friends at Blue Ribbon Net make this eco-friendly aquafade bag so you're not hurting the environment. It's 100% biodegradable. Plus, the wood is locally sourced and it is also biodegradable and it's just such a great company to use. Um, the Blue Ribbon Nets, they're here in Bozeman, Montana. And we even have a discount code. That's right. If you use the code RUGARU10, that's right. That's my Jeep, the RUGARU. RUGARU10, R-U-G-A-R-U-1-0. You're going to get some discount on a blue ribbon net. You know, you can get the long one if you're fishing the big fish, or you can get just the good river one, you know, if you're like me and just want to catch a lot of fish. So again, make sure you go check out Blue Ribbon and use the promo code RUGARU10. Hey, hey there, Reverend. Um, I heard that you might be running dry on your sticker supplier. Yeah, I've been looking around and I've kind of like run out of cool stickers to buy and put on water bottles and stuff. Well, I, I mean, have you seen the stuff Josh has been coming out with lately? No, I have not. Well, he is doing some really cool stuff with the Shop LS574. Yes, they're working with indigenous communities and making some really cool stickers um he has a really cool buffalo mountain sticker there's even water bottles hats sweatshirts the whole swag and we even got a discount code for you guys yes if you use wandering ways at shop ls574 you're going to be getting a discount on your next purchase but not only that you're going to be giving a percentage of that sale to the little shell tribe as well as they donate a dollar of every sale to murdered and missing indigenous women. So just such a cool thing going on there. You know, you use the code wandering ways, W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G, W-A-Y-S, and you put that in there, boom, you're getting a discount. Uh, 
Yeah, but there's a lot of kind of cool stuff or cool shit to do and see in the Black Canyon of the Gunnison. Um, besides it being just such a mouthful of a name for a park. Um, but <laughs> I think honestly, Gunnison, if you watch the show The Ranch, you know, with Ashton Kutcher, the, the Garrison, they're from Garrison Junction. I think I think it's from supposedly like this part of Colorado that they live in. Oh, I don't know. It's just such a mouthful. It's Black Canyon of the Gunnison. Like we have to keep putting the like uh, the other parts of it. Um of it. But anyways, no, now it is time for cool shit. Cool shit in nature. Um, I've got two per as per use. Uh, so uh gotta get i have two one of them is kind of inspired by um this uh this week's topic um and i say kind of because uh it's loose it's a loose connection um we'll see if you catch the connection <laughs> but here is the first one um but if for the people that are just listening in, it is an ibex that is climbing a very, very steep dam, almost, um, which is absolutely crazy that they can do this shit. You know, it's it is it's wild because look at the way they're just adapting. But it's kind of also fucked that we as people haven't kind of realized that we need to uh that that they're using this dam right we there's probably in a park or national park over there kind of or in an area where like oh yeah like we have cameras on the sheep like they should have made i mean they they're handling it pretty well because look at like there's like 10 of them right there I, I make, know, right make a little bit better steps for them you know maybe like let's encourage them being there yeah i get what you're saying but i mean like if you've ever watched like the Planet Earth series, they always show these guys um, in like the mountain episodes and they're doing, they're on like similar kind of sketchy cliffs where it's like just as steep. So while I get yeah. your, your argument too, cause it's man-made, but like they're made to do this shit. Yeah, and you're not wrong. I mean, that's why they're doing it, but it, I, I think like, let's encourage it. Let's help them get, you know, cause in reality, that was a like a waterfall or a river there, and how they would cross it was a lot different. So make it more natural to that. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't think you're wrong on that point, but like these it's guys cool. are. So this is really talented stuff. Yeah, these guys are really good at rock climbing. Um, no, but the second one is uh, this one. Actually, you sent um, my way. Oh yeah, and it's uh, a bear chasing a skier. Yeah, what do you what do you think of this when you see this like what like this guy's like hauling too because he's just like i mean he's at, well he's doing the zigzag so he's not going too fast maybe he's encouraging the bear to keep up but well that's what if you look at like the uh the little caption right here like if you google it apparently like the skier knew about the bear and was trying to get away from like students or something so he's like almost i guess he's enticing the bear to follow him oh so they were with other people probably up the hill and he's like yeah. all right so let's just come on come on bear and that bear is hauling dude kind of ballsy there. of a guy to be like yeah i can definitely outrun this bear 
It's kind of well, I mean, he can because the skis you can go a lot faster than a bear down the hill. I know, but, but like if you catch something wrong, that's tumble, tumble, fall, and then you're eaten. I mean, you're not wrong. And I wonder too, like the bear, like what's the bear's motive here? Yeah, you are kind of curious about that. I mean, he's got to be. Because, right? Because you do see bears, like when they do chase people and they go after people, they like give up sometimes. Like, you know, like this bear covers a big, like within that distance that he's covering, you think he would give up by that. Right. I, I wonder that too. Um, it does seem like it's a lot like the bear would give up um, well before. It turns out it was a uh, Newfoundland dog. No, I'm just kidding. He <laughs> <laughs> looked like a bear. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> but um, yeah. it would be yeah. pretty scary. Um, I mean, especially for me if I was the one skiing, because I'm not a good skier. Um, oh, yeah, I'd be dangerous. I'd be fucking, <laughs> I'd pee myself. Um, it's very impressive. And as they say in the subpar five or the zero star ratings of the National Park of the Black Canyon and of the Gunnison, they say not impressive. Not impressive. But I was just, curious what they were going to say about uh, this park. <laughs> just not impressive. But <laughs> I'm looking at an aerial view of the South Rim Drive. And the way it just like drives by this canyon. I, you're in, I feel like we're in for a treat down there. Would you say it is impressive? <laughs> oh, I'd say it's more than impressive. <laughs> like there's that. So you have, right the scenic drives that to me very impressive you have the south rim road it's a seven mile drive uh has 12 overlooks they say allow for two to three hours uh to view the overlooks um you have good stopping points at gunnison point chasm view the painted wall and sunset view uh you have the north rim road which is actually reached by taking a gravel road from crawford state park so, so kind of off the beaten path, kind of the stuff the Wandering Ways podcast is into, um, takes you to six overlooks. They say, you know, about two, three hours, give yourself that. And there is a North Rim Ranger Station only open in the summer as that road is closed in the winter. The last big road that they kind of have for the scenic drives is the East Portal Road, uh, which it takes you down to the Gunnison River. Um it's a 16% grade, no, no cars bigger than 22 feet are allowed. Um, there's a campground down there. It's part of the area where they say there's good fishing. So I think like if we're going to the park, we're probably, we're doing the East Portal Road, you and I. Yeah. Um, one of the other things that kind of makes this park appealing is it's one of the lesser viewed or lesser visited parks. Um, it's the least visited in Colorado, and then it makes uh, it's on that list of one of least viewed overall amongst oh. national parks. So that is interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. So I'm sure Rocky Mountains. In 2019, they had a total of 432,818 visitors. Oh, that ain't bad. Yeah. So, I mean, that, still a lot of people, but, you know, it's not that many people in the grand schemes of visiting these parks. 
No, no, it's not when you look at like the numbers, Yellowstone, Smokies, and Yosemite pull in. Um, wow. I mean, it definitely it encourages me to want to want to get down there and visit for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, sometimes it's these lesser visited parks where you can really like yeah maybe they don't have like the big ticket items of like a yosemite or a uh, yellowstone or smoky but i like when you go to lassen like lassen doesn't have the same awe factor as like a lot of other parks but because it's there's not that many people comparatively like it's it's got a different kind of feel to it it's very nice kind of um feel when you get into it so i i feel like this one definitely has that sense of adventure for sure because death is upon you but um because it's less visited too i think that adds to it well and just looking at the area that it's in you know it's in a beautiful spot of colorado you know it's in kind of the rockies there um it's kind of crazy to look at you know and think that when we did that big road trip it's kind of down the highway that we took from you know when you go kind of south of grand junction there mm -hmm. that's how you could get there so if you were doing like a loop you're throwing it into arches like arches canyon lands mesa verde black canyon of the gunnison there's even the colorado national monument uh great sand dunes national park over in color southern colorado uh is kind of nearby that as well as well as the fossil beds and uh, the four, what's that, Four Point um, Park four, or whatever, where it's like the four states converge? Four corners. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, no, and exactly. And then you have the Aztec Ruins National uh, Monument in New Mexico. You're close to Chaco Culture National Historic Park. You're close to Canyon de Che National Monument. You're close to uh, Monument Valley. So you're getting that desert, high desert mountains canyon you know probably a feel similar to the grand canyon but narrower <laughs> is kind of what i'm getting it's very narrow not as deep either but it's to me like you're saying there's not a lot of people there's not a lot going on i like that about parks you know that's kind of why i like i really want to take you down and even though we came close to it this summer with the uh bighorn canyon is because you do get some really cool spots and some viewpoints and some lookouts that are just like, wow, mm -hmm. this is neat. This is cool. I need to spend more time here. And we don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I mean, there's a lot in that area. So I think like, I think in reality, you could spend a week or two just in that area, seeing a whole bunch of things, um, you know, you can really kind of create I think a really cool kind of trip because you're going to get, you can have a little bit of mountains, a little bit of desert, a little bit of, you know, Moab's always cool. So you can just stay in Moab and enjoy Moab and then you can go and hit up uh, arches, all that. So I think, I think that area in general might be kind of a bit of a hidden gem. Well, and it's so what kind of up river, I assume, or down river, I can't quite tell which way the rivers flow, but going, uh, east of the park on the water uh you run into the Kirin County National Recreation Area so that's going to be you know that the boating the you know that aspect of 
uh, recreation that you get more outside of the parks. You know, there's, there's, there's a reservoir. Um, and I feel like you get similar kind of Lake Powell vibes that we got when you're close mm. to the Grand Canyon um, with things to do, more camping opportunities, more recre more recreation opportunities outside of just like the hiking and camping that national park. Because typically like you can't do as much in the national park as you can in these other parks that, and that's real close. So if you are going to make a few days out of it, you have that opportunity to, you know, pull the boat down if you want or do something similar to that. Nice. Uh, I think there's, yeah, I think you could really do anything. So I got, I want to hop into black Canyon. I just want to tell one kind of fun story that I read about the can or about the park or that area in in general um but so there were two brothers who basically invented tourism photography um set up shop in this area so Ellsworth and Emery Kolb became full-time residents of this area where they ended up buying a photography studio in Williams, Arizona for 425 bucks, which is like, damn. <laughs> but yeah. they ended up setting up shop there in the park area because of the demand. They would just take pictures of people in the park and then come out and uh, basically started the whole, you know, you can set up your photography, get all your fancy pictures. So like... Um, I'm like a photo shoot with like a professional photographer, like people pay, they do this, they'll go on a trip and they'll pay to get one picture someday in there. I can't, there's like a specific term for it. It's probably tourism photography. Um, but, uh, and, but even back then that was a thing because when you look at like who was traveling to the parks, it was people with more money and they were able to like, yeah, for hire you know you're basically like my photographer for hire while while we're out in this park going around and those were jobs and gigs you know that's what you know one of the jobs during like the great depression you saw where photographers going out documenting kind of everything going on you know there's people who do that during covid as well yeah. Um, but yeah i'm on board the wandering ways crew would be happy to follow someone around if you want to pay for us to document <laughs> document your journey you know we're, we're all for that um, as we document our own journeys in these places and and enjoy it as well. Um, do you think uh, those uh, pictures that the Cole brothers took? Do you think they'd get a bunch of likes on Instagram? Uh, probably. I'm sure they already have. You know. No, actually, uh, I bet you they're somewhere. You can find them on Instagram. Well, yeah. that's what I mean. Like where people. Yeah, they probably they probably have at least five likes. So. At minimum. Yeah, um, another fun fun fact about this uh, park is that it has a sister park, um, and it's a sister park with uh, one in Serbia. Um, oh, the Tara National Park in Serbia is its sister park. Um, you know, there's those sister cities, sister parks. I don't really uh, quite understand. Uh, how that works, um, especially because I don't think the Tara National Park is as canyony or cliffy as Black Canyon of the Gunnison. But you know, it's 
it's a cool little thing and they got uh they got a nice little thing going so kudos to them right no uh, i mean it's i guess it's like water and glacier right like kind of sister parks in that way and you know you do have like some of those cities and towns that have like yeah we're like our cousin cities or our sister cities over in europe or this right yeah. um but also kind of I'm, I'm i'm perusing just browsing just looking at everything on the national parks website here and i'm like what things to do right you go to plan your visit things to do first first button astronomy festival oh there's a whole festival <laughs> They call it Astrofest, and it just happened September 22nd to the 24th of this year. Uh, they have daytime events, which include like an activity table. Uh, they have learn about Mars and exoplanets. Uh, and then at night, they have the dark skies talk, the stargazing with telescopes. Shoot. Oh. When, when is the 2023 Astro Fest? Because oh, I gotta try and go. <laughs> I think it's September every year, so you're busy in That's September. Good. Sorry. I think they should bump it to July or June. <laughs> right, just for you. Yeah, just for, <laughs> just for me. No, they say bring warm clothes because it gets cold at night, and oh. a red flashlight. Yeah, yeah, you got to get the red light ones um so that way it doesn't fuck up everyone's stargazing well you can stop by the astro activity table to do so during the day but i thought i saw that and i said that screams mark like <laughs> things to do in the park so make sure i think if we're hitting this park we're making sure we're spending a night there just to see the stars oh 100 even if it's just a little quick in check the stars out type deal um there's definitely oh i bet it would be really cool during like a meteor shower Oh, or even during the um, uh, Neowise Comet or Haley's Comet when it comes back around. Oh, yeah, when there's those comments, those, uh, well, the Neowise is going to be a hot minute before that one pops around. Um, but um, I just meant like was a, that would be a few years ago, it was probably good. I'm sure you could look up Gunnison Canyon, Black Canyon of the Gunnison. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, if you pay attention to any of the star stuff, meteor showers, comets, all that, I bet that's a pretty well spot to go and check it out. Well, I, you know, it's interesting. You kind of talk about that and it's you, uh, you talk like right now, everyone's a hot on Jupiter because it's so close to earth. So you're getting all like oh, oh, yeah, yeah. right there. Like we all know where it is. And it's like, yeah, I knew that before that before the news was doing all that crazy stuff <laughs> yeah right uh -huh. but it, it is what it is no um it's cool i'm looking i'm looking up right here uh you could also do horseback riding so you could take horses down into the canyon um which might be cool to do yeah that would be i think kind of cool to do go um into the canyon like that on horse you know i'm not i'm not personally like too into the horseback riding and all that um why i i just i'm not a huge fan of horses i guess is really what it is i think i would do it like maybe once at like one place and be like ah, i've checked it off the bucket list type deal i feel you i the thing i like about horses i feel like the they help with getting you into places like that. Uh, well, yeah, they do all the work for you. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
so you can do it when you're 60 years old 50 years old you know what i mean oh i'm not really hating it on it um it's just not my thing no i understand i understand not yeah. yet no i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah. yeah when i'm 70 years old I'll, that's when uh, i'll do it i'm like 70 oh, that's 40 years around the corner so um uh, but anyways that there is the Black Canyon of the Gunnison uh, in Colorado. One of the youngest parks out there right now. Um, that is our ABCs because I am got to be that guy because we're getting to the end. And it is time for the final words. So final words, my guy. Um, thanks for uh, talking Black Canyon of the Gunnison uh, with us today everybody uh thank you for staying along this long uh it's an interesting park with lots to do uh as you can hear you know we like to wander here and there and talk about like different aspects of the park different things that we learn as we're reading them as we're coming up with them uh this is definitely a park we need to get into what we need to do um i like like I said, I was talking to, with Mark, Matt Buddy was the one, we need to go down to the Black Canyon of the Gunnison. I've heard, I've heard good things about it. And I'm like, yeah, no, we do. This is a park that is on the list. So if you guys want to, you know, shoot us some money to help fund our expenses, go for that. Because <laughs> we want to get down to these places. We want to explore these places. But there's some logistics that come into play sometimes. No, that, that's been great. We got some good stuff coming up. You know, I want to get out to Yellowstone here soon. Um, now that the Beartooth Pass is, well, they clo they're closing it today. And they opened up, like, they're going to open up the road November 1st uh, to Mammoth. So the park should be open, open, and I can do more of what I want to do in the park. So I'm super excited to do that. Um, yeah, I guess that's it, Reverend. All right, all right. Reverend's final words of wisdom. Stay beautiful, everybody. I can't tell you how much I appreciate every single one of you for sticking around listening today, listening to all the other episodes, all that stuff. Um, the ABCs, they're like low-key kind of a favorite because you get to learn about parks that I never really heard of. I don't think I heard of the Black Canyon of the Gunnison. Um, so really do enjoy doing all these um you know get out there do a bunch of stuff be active um motion is the potion you know so just getting out there doing whatever it is to get you moving outside in nature in that sunlight um you know doing all those wonderful things um but with that being said peace out everybody bye